The chances of a panelist winning around the horn, about 25%, give or take. <clears throat> panelists. Chances of a no-hitter in baseball, 0.13%. Chances of a perfect game, 0.01%. And then we have Domingo Herman letting up 10 runs his previous start. And then throwing a perfect game. There's, there's no chances for that. That's, that's unbelievable. When it came against the A's, I'll ask them if that makes them take a little markdown. But bigger news, National Sports Media Association Hall of Fame, Bill Blasky. Congratulations, Bill. And Bob, you were there to give him the award. How great is that? Let's go. Amazing. Bill, are you also going into the Big Brothers and Big Sisters Hall of Fame this week? Is that true, too? I went in last night. Yeah. Last night? <laughs> I mean, what a bonus for our biggest brother. So flashy. Well done, Bill. Domingo Hormon may have been pitching for his job last night. Ten runs allowed, previous start. Seven, the start before that, was suspended for sticky stuff last month. And three years ago, suspended 81 games for domestic abuse. Last night, he pitched the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history in Oakland. Here's the list. First in 11 years. Look at 2012. There were three in 2012. Herman called out the whole Yankees team to take a photo with him and catcher Kyle Higashioka. How will you remember this perfect game? And I know somebody's going to say it was against Oakland in the middle of maybe one of the worst years of all time. Bill, does that change how you feel? How do you remember Domingo Herman's perfecto? That somebody is me, Tony. I'm going to get muted back to zero for this, I'm sure. <laughs> I wasn't that thrilled with it. I mean, he's, he's the second pitcher in history to throw no hitter against a perfect game against a team that's had the worst record in baseball. There was 12,000 people in the stands. The Yankees led 7-0 after five innings. There was no pressure on him at all. He could just wail okay, at him. Now, now the points are going off a little bit. Go ahead. I know, I know. There's no, and and he's, he's, a, he's a pitcher. Again, the first, the only second pitcher to have a – Five-plus ERA going into a perfect game. Doesn't that in some way make it more unique or interesting to you? It just it just didn't feel right. And also, can anybody here name the three last three hitters? Can anybody name anybody in the Oakland A's lineup on this game? That's a point that you'll get so. points for. Bob Ryan, I saw your face when Bill was talking about perfect games in general. Please, go ahead. I, I'm impressed. Look, it's still Major League Baseball. I don't care. And, and it doesn't happen very often. And, and I'm not shocked. This guy has had success. You know, he was a 19-game winner uh, not too long ago. And, uh, and he's got good stuff. And, and as far as having a bad outing before, I remind you that in 1956, as we all know, on October 8th, when Don Larson pitched his perfect game against the Dodgers, he had knocked out in the second inning of his previous start in the World Series. So these things can happen, all right? They're all circumstantial, all no-nos. You could have the perfect game with 27 line drive outs, you know. It's possible. It's baseball. And then you usually need at least one saving moment, and he got it when Rizzo snared that shot down the right field line, I believe in the sixth inning, and, got, and, and, and that was the one hit. So I'm impressed. No, I'm not taking anything away from Kevin, it's one of 24 all-time, and I'm going to put an asterisk. I'm going to call it 25 all-time because I'm going to call Armando Galarraga's a perfect <laughs> game. In my personal <laughs> oh, scoring book, Kevin Blackstone, 
on Herman last night? Well, I, I would say that, you know, he's certainly the most imperfect uh, pitcher to have thrown a perfect game. But I think back to a story that Randy Miller at NJ.com wrote about him back in spring training, talking about the depths to which he had fallen after the domestic violence incident um, with a woman who he is now married to and is the mother of his children, how he's wearing the number zero now because he's starting life anew, trying to find himself again. And so I thought that this was, despite who it was against, it was still a major league game that people are celebrating. And maybe this is really more about the celebration of the man trying to find a new footing in this, in this world that, that he's in. Lucky to be with the, the Yankees, lucky to be in Major League Baseball at all, and, and for one night made the most of it. Israel Gutierrez. Well, it's difficult to diminish such an accomplishment, but I'm a little on Bill's side where it becomes where this sort of you look at the numbers becomes a little easy to do that with when you talk about have, playing against the worst team in Major League Baseball with, you know, tied for the worst home record in Major League Baseball. And you're talking about, you know, doing a pitcher who had 10 plus uh, gave up 10 plus runs in his previous outing and only the second player uh, pitcher since David Wells was the other one to have a five plus ERA to do this. But then again, you still have to do this. And I will say the lead that he got wasn't in the first, second or third inning. It was in the you know fifth and sixth inning so he did have to go through the lineup a couple of times and show that sort of dominance I do think though that the first place you go is then after that you start to think of his history and you start to think of the details of him you know slapping his wife at a team event and then reportedly things getting worse after that so I'm with KB if this is a sign that he is renewing things if everything is is you know turned around for him because that punishment that he did suffer was in 2020 and it was sort of almost out of sight out of mind given that type of season so maybe we see the recovery story after this. Bob, you want to add something after the horn, please? Yes, just to show you how quirky this can be. He is far from the least accomplished player, pitcher to pitch a perfect game. Dallas Braden and Philip Humber, pitching perfect games for the A's and White Sox, respectively, were a combined 39 and 59 lifetime. Yeah. I rest my this case. This is one of the things, the quirky, unique things about baseball. And it happens 0.01% of the time. And recover a perfect game? Anybody on this panel ever? Dennis Martinez. There you go, Bill Plaschke. There you go. And I, I overwrote the lead. It was I had critiers. I had <laughs> demons. I had, it was a <laughs> lead, but I was there. <laughs> it was something about probably a perfect uh, start, falling human, and a human being. Yeah, imperfect. imperfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was yeah. terrible. NHL draft last night. Let's talk about that. Connor Bedard night. He's 17, and now he belongs to Chicago. The hype for Bedard coming in very high, as it always is with the number one pick. At the World Juniors, he had 23 points in seven games. Kevin, with the number one pick like Connor Bedard, are you thinking any expectations? Is Jack Hughes level expectations fair? Is Connor McDavid type expectations fair? Well, I mean, if you talk about his resume and how quickly he's risen, you're talking about Victor Winbanyama of the NHL right here, right? Well, I mean, he started playing one. with a lot of Yeah, he started well, and he's from he's from uh, another country. Um, he won an international the first international, I guess, amateur uh, hockey player of the year award for for men. Um, he's he's started every level every time they give him a chance. Started playing in the Western Hockey League when he was 15 years old. Um, I mean, he's 
he's done everything at that level. And not only that, but Chicago kind of cleared the deck, right, so that they could have an opportunity to draft him, and yeah. now they've got him. <laughs> what that. it means for the league, I'm not sure, but I'm sure that people who are Chicago fans are at least hoping that he's Patrick Kane, who was there, also a number one pick, and became the core of those three Stanley Cups that they won between, what, 2010 and 2015. Bob, what does Chicago have? What does the NHL have with Connor Bedard? Wait a minute, Kevin. We're the other country now. Um, <laughs> um, this, this kid, I am anxious to see him play because the hype is enormous. He is, in fact, the Wimbayana level hype in, in the world of hockey. People have known who the number one pick was going to be a year ago. And that doesn't always happen that way. But it, it, so, and you look at the numbers, the staggering numbers, the, the uh, over 140 points in 57 games are numbers in the, at that level that have only been uh, matched by megastars, one-name guys. So th there's going to be an enormous pressure on this young man, particularly in a city that is really hungry and thirsty to get back to you know, where they were at the beginning of the, you know, of, of the decade when they were winning it's championships. Well, in this panel, I don't necessarily represent the longest or the depth of hockey knowledge, but I do represent, if you look around, youth, okay? I represent youth for this oh, panel, boy. and what I will not do is allow a player this young to have this much pressure placed on. If you mentioned, uh, I think it was KB that mentioned, he played at 15 years old in the WHL. He had to get a special exception to play at that young of an age. And if you look at, you know, the former number one picks, I mean, even Alex Ovechkin, Alex Ovechkin, it took him time to get his team to the playoffs. So in terms of team pressures, I'm not going to put a lot on him. In terms of individual pressures, and you mentioned Connor McDavid, I think that's fair when you talk about matching with the hype putting up individual numbers, and yes, having some version of team success, but not necessarily Stanley Cup final, you know, Stanley Cup immediately type of success. But he's a little bit smaller than Connor McDavid, so maybe he's going to do it a little bit differently. But I think with his hand-eye and with his ability with the puck, I think probably sky's the limit for him. Go Plashke. Yeah, you touched on this, Izzy. Uh, it took Ovechkin three years to get a team in the playoffs. It took Jack Hughes four years to get the Devils to the playoffs. This is, this is going to be a, 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 a time thing. This is going to take time. He's a great young player, but again, he's so young. And like, like you guys are saying, I'm not putting any pressure on this kid. It's, it's, that's too much for him. Bill, you had a local team pick number two on Ducks. And you were surprised Very disappointed. By the Very disappointed. Disappointed. The Ducks, took Le the Ducks took Leo Carlson from Sweden. They should have taken Adam Fantilli from Michigan. Carlson's going to stay in Sweden next year probably. Possible. He's not going to play for him, I don't think. Mitch Kopp, another Big one mistake. of the uh, prospects who could have gone two or three, and he went later on in the draft, right, to uh, to Philadelphia because he's not sure if he's going to get out of his deal with with Russia, a Russian team. That's always a, in play, always in play. I, I love that you're grading out the Ducks draft here, Bill Flash. At number four, San Jose took Will Smith. And with that name, Emily asked the necessary essential question. In West Philadelphia, born and raised, where the playground is where I spent most of my days, chilling out, relaxing, relaxing, all cool, <laughs> chewing some b-ball outside of school. If you're doing your favorite TV sitcom song, you have to rap it or sing it, right? You have to sing your you favorite sing. song. You can't just recite it like that. I'm listening to a story about a Bob man named Jed. Poor Mountaineer barely kept his family fed. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. All right, national panel, show me that smile again. The Mets, where did the smile go with the Mets? Jude Gloom, another loss, 7 and 17 in the month those are the standings right now and here's the i'm gonna give it to you straight press conference from owner steve cohen so all is not lost yet you know but it's you know it's getting late i'm preparing my um management team for all possibilities um you know if we don't get better you know we have decisions to make at the trade deadline bill what is cohen saying there He's saying nothing. Why do they even have that press conference? This team has the worst deficit after 80 games in 20 years. They have the worst run differential in baseball in the first inning. They're fourth worst in baseball. Bases are less than two outs. They're unprepared. They're they're unkempt. This team, he, he needs to fire somebody. What, why is he at a press conference? He should be saying Bucks or Walters on the hot seat. He should say that. Oh, the set it straight press conference did not set it straight for you. Is no. Gutierrez? How about you? Well, Tony, he's not saying anything because he's not participating in his own roast. The season is already making fun of the Mets as much as we can. Look, he put together the greatest, largest payroll in the history of baseball, and you don't even get to July when you're already talking about selling these pieces off. This is a huge embarrassment, one of the greatest in the history of the sport. He just doesn't want to let us drink his tears by offering any. He's just saying, oh, things might get better. They can't get any worse than this. Kevin Blackstone. Well, you know, you got to remember that when he bought the team, he said there would be a three to five year window in which they would make a run at the Still World Series. It, right? yeah, oops, well, we've got a couple more yeah. years left, but it's certainly not happened this year. And then, you know, so tough luck. So bombastic. So, I mean, putting himself out there on Twitter often with things that fans are like, all right, he's going to fight for us to say he's going to set it straight. And then the press conference that followed Bob Ryan. I don't know what the fuss is here amongst my peers about this press conference. He, okay. he, he had to make a ceremonial appearance in front of the fans and say what we already and, and what's he going to say? That my all of fame pitchers have let us down? That my first baseman got hit by a pitch when he was going great and now he, he's having trouble? That my shortstop is underperformed? <laughs> yeah, we all know those things. What do you want him to say? And, and it's, it's that simple. So, no, I, I'm, I have no problem with it. I, 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 the other owners don't even show their face. So, God, you know, good, good for him. Buy or sell two. Kyrie Irving free agency. A news report today from Chris Haynes of Yahoo that he will take a meeting with the Phoenix Suns when it begins. 
Only the Mavs can offer Irving the full max, five years, $272 million. Israel, you can look at this from the Suns side of things, the Mavs side of things, or Kyrie's side of things by herself. Well, I'm selling it from the Suns side of things because I wonder if that meeting would just go, hey, uh, I would like to play for you in Phoenix to say, well, you can play for the minimum and that's about it because they're not going to trade DeAndre Ayton for him in some sort of try and sign and trade and then just get an entirely guard-heavy lineup. I think uh, Dallas is really the only option Kyrie Irving has and I think it's pretty obvious and so him trying to put other teams into the mix is just trying to create leverage where there isn't any. Kevin Blackstone. Yeah, it's nothing like being recruited, is there? And that's what's going on right now. That's what he's going to partake of. Look, it wasn't Kyrie Irving's fault what happened to the Mavericks last year. He still averaged 27 and 6, shot almost almost uh, 40% from the three and 50% from the field. So he can still ball. We all know that. Um, but I do think, as Izzy just said, his only option really is the Mavericks. They are stuck with him, and after they mortgage much of the future, they better pay him. Right. That, that's the point here, right? Bob Ryan, did Dallas put themselves in a position they have to sign Kyrie Irving for the max? They made one mistake in this whole process. They took him on. It, 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 this is a guy <laughs> who, in terms of contract, should be paid by the day because you don't know from one day to the next oh, what new, God. wonderful, world-changing thought he's going to have. All right? He's unreliable. You don't want him to – you can't rely on him. Period. Well, that was their mistake. And now, now right? If I'm – I'm picking up what you're putting down after, after making the move for him and having the roster they have now, they have to re-sign him. Hey, Mark Cuban was once upon one time the, the boy genius. He's now a middle-aged genius. Let him figure it out. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. Bill Plasky. This meeting with Phoenix is the same thing like when Kyrie walked in a big deal about walking courtside at the Laker playoff games and sitting there. He's trying to stoke a market that's not there. He's trying to get, garner up interest that's not there. He's going to stay in Dallas. Dallas should call his bluff. Dallas has to sign him. They should call his bluff. Give him less than the max. See if he can get more than that elsewhere. He won't. Fire sell three. Travis Kelsey to Vanity Fair magazine on his salary. Quote, my managers and agents love to tell me how underpaid I am. When I saw Tyreek go and get 30 mil a year in the back of my head, I was like, hmm, man, that's two to three times what I'm making now. I'm like, the free market looks like fun until you go somewhere and you don't win. I love winning. I love the situation I'm in. End quote. Kevin, do you hear Kelsey as loving the situation he's in or as wanting more money? Both. And that's kind of what he got last year because they restructured his deal a little bit to pay him more for the 2022 season. So now apparently he's saying the same thing. He wants a little bit more cash up front. Look, you're with the winning team, maybe the best team in the in the league. And not only that, you're the 52nd play, paid player in the league out of, what, 1,500, 1,600 players? That's pretty good. I think he's happy. Oh, you th okay, I, I wasn't sure where you were going there. I thought you might think he should be top 50, 20, 15 played players in the league. Bob Ryan, how about you? We've all seen many, many, many situations where we think a player is more deserving uh, in a big picture in the, in the hierarchy of the league. And, and, and you know why he isn't? Because it's all about timing and leverage and when you're signing a new contract, blah, blah, blah. Here's what I do know. On the Kansas City Chiefs, he should be the number two high-paced player. Period. He's number five. They should rectify that. That's ridiculous. Koplaski. He's not leaving Patrick Mahomes, period, end of story. Is he? Wow. That was both an answer, analysis, and hosting. I think it's perfectly okay 
for high-profile players to just put winning ahead of money. I think of Dwayne Wade never being the highest-paid player on his team, winning three championships. It's okay. It's okay to remind people also how good you really are, even though you're not getting paid as high as everybody else. Well, Phil, you had the points. You didn't need to make an argument. I see what you did there. And, uh... Really Playing defense. Kevin Black Playing so. defense, Tony. Thanks for your time. Long weekend ahead of us. Have a great 4th of July, guys. Klasky, Ryan, showdown. Next. Woohoo! This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Bill Plaschke, Bob Ryan. Let's get weird. Weirdness on the base pass and another Washington National situation, too. Out of the base pass is the call here for Kbert Ruiz. You see his route. His feet never left the dirted area. You make a call here. Davey Martinez got ejected again over this, by the way. But also, look at this. Another one on the base pass in Pittsburgh. A questionable bat removal by San Diego's Jake Cronenworth here. Mid-play. Going around the horn of Pittsburgh catcher Austin Hedges. Tatis was coming in hard. Ball was cut off, so there was no play at the plate. Hedges didn't like it, though. So, Bill, pick a play at the plate and rule on it. Davey Martinez does not have the right call here. This was the right call. The, the Ruiz was running away from home plate. He made a motion away from the base. You can't do that. That's out of the baseline. That was a good call. He was out. Bob Ryan. When I saw that play at the plate with the bat, I thought of J.T. Snow rescuing Dusty Baker's young son many years ago in, in, in 02. Heads-up play by Cronenworth. He saw a potential disaster. And there was no complaint by the catcher, no legitimate one, because the ball was cut off anyway. No, that was, that was a smart play. He should have kicked the bat away. He wouldn't have had a problem. Point to Bob Ryan. I'm against you on this one, Bill Plaschke. I think if you're inside the dirt around home plate, you should be able to do anything you want to play tag. Go backwards, go forward, spin plate. moves. You can't walk away from the base. You can't uh, go in the right direction. We'll move base. on. Showdown two, Lima Locos baseball. Jack Porter, the catch of a lifetime. Look at him hit everything as he goes over and sticks the landing on the bench. <laughs> he said the bench broke his fall. Porter plays his college ball at UCF. Bob, what's the best part? Well, the over-the-shoulder catch itself has been done a million times by a million different people, but that reminded me of the Derek Jeter play when he went into the third base stands, but he didn't jump into the stands. He flipped, as this guy did. But remarkable agility for him, and he's very, very lucky he didn't get hurt. But let's not overrate the I catch was itself. It was just a pretty damn good catch, period. 
I was amazed at the backpack. The backpack did not move. What's in that backpack? Why is it being left unattended at the bench? The backpack was the hero of this, of this, this catch. It's not the catch of the year. It's the catch of a lifetime. It was like the floor is lava. He, would, he didn't touch any of it. Amazing job, Jack Porter and Bob Ryan. Here's your FaceTime. The last no-hitter I saw by, by anybody was a kid named Pete Thurston in prep school in 1963. This means in over eight decades of going to major and minor league games by these thousands, I have never been to a no-hit, no-run game, and yet some lucky fan in Oakland last night, you know damn right well, was seeing his or her first game. Would it spoil some vast, eternal plan if I could see a no-hitter? It doesn't have to be a funny game. <laughs> and you've written the book on scoring baseball games, and you've never seen it. Oh. Have a weekend, everybody.